Welcome to Make Marriage Work, Episode 5 with Jay and Josephina. Welcome, oh welcome. We are so pumped to share this episode with you. But first, we were just talking about, we were just processing our hanger argument of the day. (laughs) And we thought we'd debrief it a bit. Uh, so we've talked about on the Instagram, never argue hang, hangry, never argue hangrily. It's never a good idea. Yeah. We know this about ourselves. Um, but one thing that was hard about this one was, so usually if we're hangry and we're arguing, we know like we need to just get food and then we'll feel better and it'll go a lot better. But this one, we were arguing about what food to get. That was the whole argument. It was kind of like uh, looking for a show on Netflix or Hulu. And we're just like, we honestly have no clue. But this was like Plus high hanger. stakes. <laughs> high stakes. High stakes. We were arguing over Chinese takeout or burgers and fries. No, here's what happened is and we wanted burgers and fries. And then we drove to Five Guys. And there was this little paper sign on the door that said... We are temporarily closed. We're giving our employees a break. We'll be back sometime soon. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> sometime in the near future. So, Strong's thought that probably means that all of the employees got COVID. And they just had to shut it down, but they don't want to talk about it. Because yep. that would not be good for business. But anyway, so then we were already hangry. We were wanting burgers, and we got all the way there, and it was closed, and then we just spiraled from there. <laughs> Strons wanted McDonald's, and I was like, no, <laughs> I don't want McDonald's. McDonald's is so good. But you can get McDonald's, but I don't know what I want, because I just wanted five guys, and then I don't even know what we started arguing about. But it took us like an hour to decide where to eat. I got to the McDonald's drive through <laughs> my gosh. And <laughs> we were just still... Snapping at each other. <laughs> and then luckily I didn't order anything. I was like about to order and then I just pulled out of the out of the drive through and we sat in the parking lot and just continued. I was like, just get McDonald's. And he's like, what are you gonna get? I'm like, I don't know what I want. I wanted five guys. <laughs> anyway, we ended up driving 20 minutes to another five guys <laughs> and eating in silence. <laughs> But it was so good. It was really good. The burgers were delicious. And then we got ice cream and we were good. We were. Like, we were, we were fine by the time we got our Dairy Queen. Yeah. We're really healthy eaters, as you can tell. Yeah. We love our burgers and ice cream. Anyway, so if you struggle in your arguments when you're hangry, you are not alone. And if it's over where to eat, then even harder. We empathize with you. Yes. I think I think that's a good summation of that experience. <laughs> anyway, rerouting to today's episode, which is not about hanger. Um, Jay and Josephina, I found them on Instagram. They had this live that they did on grief, and it was so beautiful. And I was like, I need them on the podcast. And they were kind enough to agree. And we feel so lucky to have had this conversation with them and to be able to share it with you. Um, they talk through 
navigating conflict as a couple and especially their journey through miscarriage and infertility. And it's really sacred stuff. And um, we're super excited to share it with you and so grateful for them for sharing their thoughts and wisdom with all of us. Yeah. To tell you a little bit more about their background, Josefina is an artist, an author, um, an advocate, and an art therapy student, and Jay is a pastor and a speaker, and they are both living in Tampa, Florida. They're wonderful people. They're so wonderful. We had so much fun. We laughed so much and also like felt so much. It was just really beautiful, and like just as soon as I heard after I watched the live and heard that she's this artist and art therapy student and writer and he is a pastor and a speaker I'm like dang we need their words get them on they're really good at words (laughs) so we're so grateful so grateful oh and where to find them you can find both of them on Instagram so Jay's Instagram handle is I am Jay Sanders and Josefina's is Love Offering. And Josefina has a beautiful website with tons of her products that she makes and beautiful blog posts. Um, she posts a ton of beautiful words and images on her Instagram. And she also has a book that she wrote called The Morning Sister, um, which we're going to link in the show notes and she references in the podcast episode as well. So make sure to check that out if you're interested in purchasing her book. Let's get to the episode. This is Make Marriage Work, a podcast for happy couples who are ready to learn how to argue better and connect more. We're Strons and Mallory Wolfgram. Mallory is a couples therapist, but this podcast isn't therapy. It's chatting with real couples like you about how to make marriage work. At the end of each episode, we give you clear takeaways that you can try out in your own relationship. All right, let's get going. All right, so we are here with Josefina and Jay, and we are going to learn a little bit about how they make their marriage work. We're so excited to have you guys. Oh, yeah. Welcome, What's welcome. up? <laughs> Man, we are we're pretty pumped about being with you as yeah. well. Yeah, thank you for sharing space with us. Absolutely. Of Very humble. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to dive into the questions. Let's do it! We'd like to dive in. So at first, <laughs> all right, Josephine and Jay, first question, what do you love most about your partner? Mm. Because chivalry is not dead in this partnership, <laughs> what would you say? Or because he wants to think of something better. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say, Boo Thing? What would you say, huh? Uh, I think that I love your drive. Sometimes it's like frustrating. <laughs> Um, because it's like, like, let's say we go to the store and he says, oh, I like this. He's going to get it right away. And then part of me is like, well, I wanted to get it for you. Like I wanted to surprise you with it, but he'll go ahead and get it. But when it comes to like work, like I don't have, I won't ever have to say like, oh, he's lazy because you're very, you're very determined and passionate. So I, I like that. I love that. I appreciate that. Keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) 
We won't be able to record if I do. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be for the after hour. The after hours. Yeah. yeah. Making marriage work after hours version. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Man. All right. For you, Josephina, I would say the one thing that I've always appreciated about you has been your authenticity. Um. And that's the one thing I've always appreciated about her from the moment I from the moment I met her up until now. And um, it's funny because we were just talking about this even earlier. Um, and I think that it also pushes me um, to be just more human. You know, um, your mm-hmm. authenticities and also others that are that are around you um, as well. So that's what I would say. Keep going. we just did the whole episode on things we love about each other (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) okay those are awesome and super lovely thank you for sharing um so the next question what is a funny or relatable argument or conflict you guys have worked through together Mm. oh i have one um, I don't even know if you're <laughs> thinking about this one, but I do have one. When um, when we first got married. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> when you first got married stories, it's like, okay, watch out, guys. Throwback. Yeah, <laughs> first, this is definitely a throwback. But it was just, oh, it was hitting to my soul. Oh, gosh. Um, but, and it was a small thing, but it was a, it was a I don't know, for some reason it was a big thing. Um, in the morning time, I'm going to get up and go to the restroom and, um, <laughs> you know, and turn on the shower and was expecting for the shower to expecting for the water, excuse me, to come out of, you know, the faucet. But instead it was the shower head. coming out of the shower head, you know? <laughs> um, and so every morning there for a while, the water was just cold water, which just hit me right in the face. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just thinking to myself, man, is this woman doing this because she like, she hates me and she knows, (laughs) she knows that like, I'm, I like to ease into the day, okay? I don't want to have and a full... He's not necessarily a morning person. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want to have a full conversation. <laughs> and I'm a, I love people and I love talking, but first thing in the morning, I just need time to ease into the day. And one way to not ease into the day is having cold water shooting your face. And um, <laughs> But the thing was is that instead of me talking to her about it, it was just something that I was harboring in my own heart and mind, <laughs> thinking like, man... And until, until, you know, the last day when I just had my, that, I don't know. Um, what? You want to, you, you don't remember how I found out? How'd you find out? You shared about it in a message. <laughs> Girl, I had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs> what did and I say? when you talked about it, you were like, oh yeah, like she would shoot up the, the water from the shower head. And I'm like. Oh snap! Like I didn't even I didn't even realize that I was doing that. I'm just like, you know, like you take a shower, you just turn it off. So I wasn't like thinking, okay, let me like press a little button so I can go. <laughs> so, so you found out Josephina in a message at church? Is that what you're saying? Uh huh. 
Yeah, you were, you were speaking to the youth. <laughs> not the not like a private message. Like a public message <laughs> to other people. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not the best way but to it do was, it. But it was funny because I was like, oh, like I really didn't know. Like I didn't know you yeah. felt that way. So yeah, <laughs> it changed after that. Mm-hmm. But that was, I think that that eases into like what I was thinking was before we got married, we joined, what was it? Like a small group. Yeah. Um, from church and it was with like a bunch of married people and we weren't even engaged during that time. We were just dating, but like one of the, I forgot what the name of the book was, but there was one chapter that was specifically tailored to communication. And like one of the things that they shared was, okay, in the couple, there's one that like runs away and there's one who wants to fix everything. And I knew right then and there, I was like, I'm the runaway. Like I, I definitely, like I need space to like process and I just need space period. When, the, um, when there's a, when there's a argument. Or yeah. When there's tension. Yeah. Well, I would say like, even from us personality wise, I'm more of a homebody and I like my space. Right. So, but specifically but though, when like, it comes to conflict, yeah. yeah, I need my space. I'm the runaway. So like, if you don't give me my space, then I'm going to run away and get my space. And I am the fixer. I'm like, come yes. on, we need to talk about this right, right now, now before the sun goes <laughs> down. Let's have a and conversation like, about this. It makes it worse. <laughs> it makes it worse. But one of the things that like um, <laughs> our pastor, uh, Dave, uh, told us during that time is like, okay, for the runaway, like you need to communicate, listen, I need space and I need you to give me until tomorrow at this and this and this time, like for us to talk about it. Now I will be honest. The first year I threw that out the window. I didn't care. Uh, I was just like, I need my space. I'm out. Um, but I would say, like, throughout the years now, like, we have learned to... Much better. Yeah. Jay gives me my space, and I um, I take that space, but I also come back and talk about what we need to talk about and not try to put it behind the bookshelf. Right. And I understand. I've had to learn, too, that it's okay, um, you know, to take some time, walk away, process, breathe, um, reset a little bit and then come back at it. Um, when you, when you settle down a little bit, sometimes, um, the right time is not right now to deal with a conflict. Um, because I've discovered that it can make it worse, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of better. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. And we talk about that all the time. And I'm the fixer. Let's do it. And Strong says, the, give me the space. I'm like guys. you, Josephina. I'm like, <laughs> I got to go. But it's, yeah. I, yeah. I love the way you talked about it of like, Jay's learned to make that space and use that space for good. And Josephina, you've used, you've learned to come back together and like, not just brush it away. Um, and you're like, it took some time to find that balance and kind of figure it out. But I think that's like, one of the most crucial things that we've learned Mm -hmm. and that I help couples Mm -hmm. with as well. Yeah. 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 Definitely. And it gets, I mean, there's times that it's challenging, especially like as the runaway person, (laughs) it's, (laughs) it's, it's very easy to just like, okay, whatever. I'm just gonna ignore you and not talk about it at all because you really got me mad. 
But at the same time, it's like, okay, if we really want to heal from this, if we really want to move forward, like we need to talk about it. So I think that also being the runaway and avoiding things stems from like the way I was brought up. We didn't talk about things. So Mm -hmm. um, for me, it's very easy to not want to talk, especially if it relates to being vulnerable um, and feeling like, okay, I feel like you're attacking me or I feel like you're against me right now. But it's important for me to cancel out those lies by communicating. So for us to be able to get together and talk about these things, it helps bring forth what is truth and what are the lies that I might be carrying with me from childhood. I I was, I was, that's so good. I was just going to say like with that, that, um, it's also been helpful to like for me to slow down and to process that moment, to process what brought us to this conflict in the first place, you know, because Mm -hmm. even though, um, I have it in me to be the fixer. Um, sometimes what comes with that too is that I don't want to sit in that tension. Like I want to mm-hmm. shortcut through that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, right. um, uh, I don't want to sit in uh, discomfort, mm-hmm. um, you know, for, for too long. And um, I would say that I've just discovered not only in our marriage, but just in life that, you know, we need to pay attention to the tension and lean into that tension because a lot of times it is a, it's an invitation into freedom. Yeah. Because in a sense, okay. it kind of shows like, okay, if we want to control this, like, what is it that, what is it that we're trying to hide from? Mm-hmm. And if we want these quick fixes, like I think about my plants, if I, if I want it to grow really, like I want it to grow and I want it to bloom. If I overwater it, like it's not going to happen. You have to allow it to like, you have to allow the process to take place. So when it comes to like even walking away from me and taking a breather, like it's helping me kind of collect my thoughts. But like if you're pushing me to like talk right now and fix something, it's like you're overwatering me. Like it's too Mm -hmm. much. Like I just Mm -hmm. need space right now. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that space is okay. Yeah. And I've had totally. to um But I also really have to that. communicate to you like, hey, I know that you want to fix this, but right now I need this space. Mm-hmm. Because if I don't communicate that with you, that's harmful. Yeah. To you. Yeah. Can be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, that was so good. That is. <laughs> I'm like trying to remember. I'm so excited we're having this recorded because I'm trying to remember everything you're saying. So good. One thing I really liked about uh, Josephina, what what you said, um, kind of how uh, maybe your upbringing has has impacted, you know, these different situations. And um, you may have like, I don't know, voices or even gremlins kind of, you know, telling you like, you know, Jay may have hurt you. Mm-hmm. On 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 purpose, or this wasn't this was his intention. But when you are able to, you know, stop and communicate with Jay, like, hey, what's going on? Then you actually um, realize that Jay didn't hurt you on purpose. It wasn't his intentions. And I think that's one thing that that you know, all of us, all of us in in, in relationships can apply. Truly, is just to 
try and communicate with our partners to understand their intentions behind either their actions or their words to like truly understand like did you do this on purpose because i'm i'm assuming you did but let's talk and i think yeah. that's so important yeah you can never over communicate too much mm-hmm. like especially that. in marriage mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i loved i loved josephina how you said with that like cancel out the lies like i have these lies and i am working to like communicate so that I can cancel them out and like find the truth I thought that was Mm -hmm. beautiful oh yeah and that's hard because it requires you to truly be vulnerable like Mm -hmm. a lot of times we don't want to talk about the hard stuff or the things that may seem or may look like it's going to make us look weak so -hmm. you don't want to talk about those things but in marriage like you have to be vulnerable Like, you have to be vulnerable with each other. So, like, when you're communicating, like, those are some of the things that you need to do. And it's like, if I'm not vulnerable with him, then who am I being vulnerable with? Yeah. Yeah. That's. I liked what Jay said, too. Like, lean into the tension. I think that's so hard. Um, Mm -hmm. But once we can learn to get comfortable with that tension and that discomfort and the vulnerability... That's where, like, the magic happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's what we've experienced. I would say, like, the most breakthrough and freedom is when we both have made the decision to lean into the tension together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, the times when I have been the most uncomfortable in my life, um, and specifically in marriage, are the times I can look back and, and say, that's the time we've grown the most. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so. Yeah. That's beautiful. I like that. Yeah. So good. Um, next question. So what is one of the most challenging experiences you've been through as a couple and how did you get through it together? I mean, I think we can both agree with this one. Sure. Uh, our miscarriage was probably the hardest thing that we've ever walked through and yeah. infertility mm-hmm. for the past three years. I think like you can't really even explain how hard it is unless you've experienced it. Um, mm-hmm. And I think like one of the biggest things when we walked through the miscarriage, like one of the first things I did was research how can I how, like, what are some pieces of advice for someone who has miscarried? And you can hardly find anything um, when I started to look for that. But, like, what I ran into this blog. I, I forgot who it was by. I, like, the only thing I remember was that the writer had written, like, check on your husband. Like, ask him how he's doing. Um, because a lot of times they process grief differently, so like, <laughs> it's, it didn't take that long to realize that they do because like I would ask Jay and Jay is like, what is it? Optimist? Mm-hmm. So he's optimistic. And <laughs> I, I would ask him like, oh, how do you feel? And he's like, you know, I'm hopeful. And I'm like, bro, like I don't feel hopeful at all. But like it was different because like although we both experienced this loss. Like I physically felt this loss. I physically experienced like pretty much 
conception and delivering our baby. Like, so I felt the pain. So it was a different kind of pain that like he would feel because he didn't physically feel that. So it was hard. It was really hard to like communicate at times. And it was hard because I felt like there was this timeline of healing and, um, it really like my first response to it when we found out was like, you're not telling anybody about this. Like, I don't want anyone to know that we miscarried. Like I don't want to share with anyone. Um, and he was just super supportive with the entire thing. And I think the blessing was that we were in counseling when this all happened and couples counseling. So we had someone that already knew when we, that we were expecting. We had somebody that we can share like, hey, we just lost our baby. Um, but even though like Jay would give me comforting words, like there were moments that I just really felt alone and... I think that even in that aspect, we had to respect each other's grief, but always check in with each other um, and give each other time to process things because we processed it differently. Like Jay went to work and I quit my job when it happened. Um, And I'm grateful that he gave me the opportunity to even quit my job and like just take on the entire responsibility of maintaining our household, uh, while I was grieving and healing. Um, and honestly, he's the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing now with like writing and going back to school, um, and seeking art therapy. It's really because Jay allowed me to heal during our time of loss. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I think it's really lovely the way you're talking about, we handled it really differently in that experience, we both had this grief and yet we experienced it differently because of kind of the circumstances of a miscarriage and kind of walking through how we leaned on each other, but still handled it separately and differently. And it was tough and moments of loneliness. And I think you just painted a picture of how challenging something like that is individually and on a relationship. I think the challenging thing for me was, especially being a fixer, being in a situation where there was literally nothing I could really do. You know, I, I um, couldn't turn the clock back, change anything. I couldn't um, uh, control, you know, really what took place. Um, and and for us, like we are people of faith, we, um, you know, believe God. Some would say, you know, higher power or what have you. But we, uh, for us, we believe God. And we believe that He's in full control. You know, um, and um, yet and still, I have to say, um, I don't know if that necessarily expressed it to you, but God definitely knows that even in my own heart, there was definitely some. Uh, real anger like towards the Lord, you know, of, uh, um, I I know we're scrubs. You've heard me say this before, God, like I I get this. I know we're not perfect. Um, Uh and, but, um, I I think we would have, we would have given our very best, you know, to that child. Um, and, 
what I discovered, um, even in my own journey with, with uh, throughout that time and with the Lord, was that the Lord, like he allowed even me to have that space um, to grieve, you know, yeah. um, um, with him. And, uh, and I was okay. And, um, but I think something that is like amazing, you're, you are right. Phoenix is right. I am wired. I am an optimistic, hopeful yeah. person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just how I am, you know? And I think something that is beautiful that has come out of it that we couldn't have seen then at that time is, uh, even for you, Fina, I've seen great purpose that's been birthed like through that pain. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, I think in our loss in general taught us to live, like really live with intention. And yeah, like what you said, it birthed purpose. Mm-hmm. So like, even though we don't physically have our baby here, I feel like every day with everything that we do, and even as we fight for our own marriage, because they say that about 75% of couples who have experienced loss or infertility end up in divorce. And honestly, I can, I can honestly understand why, because it's hard. Like it's, it's very hard to move forward with loss. It's very hard to navigate grief, especially with someone else. And knowing that they grieve differently is very hard. But I feel like with us, our baby has given us a purpose and continues to teach me like, okay, we're going to, we're going to fight for this marriage because we created something with love that taught us how to live Mm -hmm. and how to truly live. So. Well, I also think that um, our child has revealed to us some things we needed to to let go. And one of those things would be, um, Control. Yeah. And something that we hadn't talked about, you know, publicly before this point is even after that, you know, we went and got tests done, yeah. um, testing um, done and just to see how we were doing physically. And, uh, you know, for both of us, uh, we were and still are, as far as we know it, healthy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exceeded all of the marks that you need to be able to produce and to have a child. Um, and, um, even went through, uh, uh, IUI, intro uterine insemination. And, um, you know, and thought maybe even through that, we'd be able to have, you know, a child and how long after uh, it takes four, no, but how long after miscarriage before we, we did that last year. So it was two years, two years after, um, where we or experiencing just infertility and, you know, and then walk through this process, but it was unsuccessful. Yeah. It's really, it has taught us to really surrender. Yes. And, but you know what? I, the moment when you say, I don't know, I feel like the moment that we, (laughs) when it came back as unsuccessful, obviously we both were disappointed. Yeah. And it was stressful. I mean, we we're putting. Oh my in, gosh! I yes. mean, just so much work to do this and do that, and you know, and test and go back and it was ultrasounds so, and let's check what's it going was on. So stressful. Yeah. 
And I have to say, I'll be honest too, sex was not fun. No. <laughs> it was so like it was it was whack. It was not fun. It was like trying to solve a, it was like trying to solve a math problem. That's yeah. how I felt. You know? yeah. <laughs> yes. It wasn't fun no. because you, you just feel like you're working on a time clock yeah. and everything mm-hmm. is scheduled and it takes away the fun out of everything. And I think that even experiencing infertility has taught us like, yeah, like you said, control. Yep, but because I, I, as soon as we were like, all right, we surrendering this, like, you know, if it happens, great. If not, okay, we're good. Yep. But we need to like work on us. And one of the like, I guess it's like an epiphany I had after I tested to see, you know, if the IUI worked and it was negative was, you know, I don't want to conceive in the midst of trying to control, um, you know, when this baby will come and when it won't. And I don't want to conceive out of stress. I want this baby to be created out of love and not out of anxiety and overwhelm and wanting to control my timeline. And that's not to say like anybody who's stepped into like the infertility world and has gotten help. I'm not saying that about anyone else. I'm talking about myself because I'm a control freak and I want things on my own time and I want things my own way. And I realized like that I was allowing that to consume everything like consume me and well, I you found were, my you identity. Alone. Yeah. We both were. But I found my identity yeah. in it and yeah. I struggled a whole lot because of it. Mm-hmm. And I had to surrender that. And I still have to surrender it. There's days where I'm just like, why haven't we had our baby yet? Like why has everyone around me had their rainbow baby and I haven't? And I have to realize even though during those moments, like, okay, I need to surrender that and I need to let go of these thoughts because it's going to push me into panic mode and into control mode and into, okay, let me check when I ovulate and we're going to have sex and I'm going to force it and it's not going to be fun. And I want us to continue having fun. I think one of the things that attracted me to Jay was that he knows how to have fun and I want to continue having fun in the bedroom and not just like, you know, let's just do it so we can get pregnant. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, before you married me, we weren't having fun. We, that well, way. we weren't having fun, but we, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't. <laughs> in fact, other kinds of fun. <laughs> yeah. Other kinds of fun. Yeah. We waited. We waited. We definitely um, did. Yeah. Yeah, fun fact, we waited even with kissing until our wedding day. Mm-hmm. Really? Yes. Very yeah, that's cool. not because that's not because we're holy. Um, it's the opposite. It's because we knew, man, if we if we didn't wait, mm, 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 mm. And we really <laughs> wanted to wait until our wedding night to have sex. So there's that. It's <laughs> really good self-control. Yeah, some caution. Some caution. <laughs> and to put up some boundaries. <laughs> well, thank you guys for <laughs> thank you guys for 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 sharing that personal story and for being vulnerable in in, in answering that question. I'm wondering if I could ask you guys, um, Josephine, you were talking about like you were trying to look for like what to do when you're going through infertility, and I'm wondering if you guys have like words for 
those listening who are experiencing infertility, uh, just listening to your story, there's already so much wisdom in there of how to work through it together and what to take from it. Um, But I'm curious what you would say to others who are going through something similar. Um, Well, one of the things I did when we experienced our loss was that I would write notes to myself. Um, I would write out how I felt if, for example, if there was a friend of mine who just shared her baby announcement and I felt like sad, disappointed, whatever, like I allowed myself to feel all my feelings. Like, yes, I can be happy for that person, but I can also be upset, you know, because it hasn't happened for me. And I think that a lot of times society wants to shun away anything outside of happiness and joy. Um, So I think that it's important, especially if you are walking through infertility to give yourself that space and give yourself permission to feel all of your feelings. But I would also say not to allow those feelings and emotions control you. Um, So like, yes, I can feel this way. Figure out what your triggers are. Allow yourself to explore, okay, what are some of the things that make me feel this way? And what, what do I like to do that makes me feel better or that makes me, I feel like somebody has said it on online but like do things that are going to make you put your phone down. I would say do things that are going to make you not think so much about infertility, do things outside of that, but also find a space where you can express how you feel. Um, So I would say that I also wrote a book called the morning sister and it literally explores the journey of grief and joy. And I think that when I wrote this book, this was based on our miscarriage, but I think that it also goes hand in hand with those who are experiencing infertility because there is a grieving process with that. There is this grief and this disappointment in the desire of being a mom or a dad and that not being part of your story yet or may not be part of your story. So I think, um, being able to allow myself to do that was huge. And like I shared earlier, like my first response was, I am not talking about this. Jay, don't tell anybody. It took time for me to even get to a space where I can be vulnerable about something so painful. So I would say, be gentle with yourself. And if you've don't feel at all ready to share about it. Don't, you don't even have to share about it, but find, find somebody, find, find a community where you can share these things. I would just say, um, first of all, yes, to all that gold that you just said, but in addition to that, I would just say, um, don't lose your best friend. Yeah. Um, you know, because, this horrific, you know, um, experience that you both had to walk through, you know, it happened to you, you didn't choose it. It doesn't make um, your spouse, your best friend, you know, your enemy. It's not their fault. Yeah. You know, and um, that's, that's what I would say. And then I would just, I would also um, uh, say this as well. Just relax. <laughs> it's you know, I mean, um, mm. 
And I know that, let me, let me finish up. Mm. Uh, we already, already talked about conflict, so I don't want to talk conflict here. No, but, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, maybe a better way than saying relax is like guard your joy is a better yes, way. Yes, that's it's, what it's, I mean, yeah. That's really what I want to communicate is yeah. like guard your joy because yeah. if not in fertility, there's always going to be something else that's out there that's yeah. going to try to rob your joy and the joy that you share within your marriage. Yeah. So do all you can together to guard your joy. That's good. See, I was going to go on like full crazy mode because <laughs> 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 it's so hard to relax when you are wanting something so bad. Um, mm. And I think even with that, like with people that are experiencing infertility, like word choice is huge. So like even saying something like just relax can trigger so much, even if it's from the people you love most. And I love how you were like, wait, 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 let me like figure out, <laughs> let me like word this in another way. Well, what I, because he, that's, that's what yeah. I want to communicate really. Is, but you already knew what I was thinking when I was like, yeah. mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, let me clarify. I got this. Exactly. Yeah. Just, moments. Where other people don't. That's, that's the problem in, in yeah. our world where people listen to bite, they listen to the sound bites and they just, you know, take out yeah. context. You gotta let me, let me finish. Oh, okay. But you had a real, I had to I had to check you real quick. I know, like, but I don't know. <laughs> Living a cancel culture today, you know. It's I'm like, not gonna cancel, but I'm gonna give me, give me just a few know. moments to let me to finish my thought. <laughs> this is beautiful problem solving in real time. We love yes. it. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, that was so good. All of that is so good. So good. And we'll definitely link your book, Josephine, on the show notes because that sounds incredible as well and a great resource. Um, thank you so much for sharing all that. Yeah. So our next question, and you've already touched on a lot of this, so if you're repeating, that's all good. Um, what are some things you guys do to stay close and connected? Sex. <laughs> fun sex. Fun sex. Clarify. Fun sex. Next next question. Ex- explore. Don't uh, don't have to like mark it in the calendar during ovulation time. I would say yeah. definitely make sure that you're having sex. Yeah. Because that sure. was totally. big with us. Like I think like the mood just went away especially when we were focusing on trying to conceive it's like okay this is just under pressure and not fun anymore would you say that i'm just curious what you would say to this sorry i know this is y'all's podcast (laughs) no let's do it let's do it (laughs) (laughs) um bring it well i know talking about sex (laughs) Uh, do you think that um if you're in a season where you're having you know or consistent or less consistent that that can determine the health or unhealth of your marriage yes oh yeah absolutely i think that when we weren't there was a whole lot of tension yeah we got to put tension somewhere yeah that's that's we got to work our tensions out (laughs) work it out yeah (laughs) also this like (laughs) work, work it out we like oh, this is awesome. on brand. <laughs> <laughs> you and know I what? Feel I think like I'm, the more I, I that think we I'm do, write the a more book. we're relaxed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, like the more we do it, <laughs> it's yeah, it changes things. 
it changes things for us. We can communicate about things. Well, we're also able to express love towards one another. Yeah. um, In a way that you can't. That nobody else can. No, that nobody else can. Correct. Yeah. So, like, I feel like, yeah, if we turn up the heat there, we good. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) but i would say another thing that keeps us doing better is also laughing like we love to laugh together yes Mm -hmm. definitely at the at the i say sex and laughter yes yeah that's a good recipe (laughs) with this corona (laughs) (laughs) how you get through it all those are yep. good. <laughs> I would, Some I would, good I would, basic. Yeah, and um, I mean adventure as yeah. well, like um, and good food. Yeah, we love being able to. For us personally, we love local anything, local coffee yeah, shops, local things. restaurants. Yeah, and uh, and also being able to do that along um, with our friends who are married as well. It's a lot yeah. of fun as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are fantastic. Okay. All right, guys. Well, Our we're last question. We're at the end. Um, <laughs> this has been so fun. <laughs> so fun. It's been great. Um, all right. So, what is each of your number one tip for others to make marriage work? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, there's a lot, but if we only had 30 seconds to share one thing, would it? <laughs> well, I, w- I would say our 70 times seven. Forgiveness. Definitely forgive each other um, and work towards forgiveness. Um, I think that's, that's huge. I think that a lot of times there aren't marriages that work out. Um, but I think that giving yourself the opportunity to work things out starts with forgiveness, not just, not just forgiving each other, but also forgiving yourselves. And what does that look like? So with me, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we would have probably been done (laughs) within like the first two years. Um, so there's a lot of hard work that happens in marriage, but we have to be able to extend forgiveness to each other and also allow ourselves to explore what forgiveness looks like through healing and actively chasing healing on an everyday basis. For me, I think just a quick tip I would say is, is that remember that you, you chose your love. So love your choice. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, you chose your love. I chose Josephina, you know, and Afina, she chose me. And through the good and the bad, you're going to have both because marriage is a beautiful mess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you need to remember that. Um, you know, is there someone out there in the world that um, looks better, that can cook better, that makes more money, that whatever better um, than me that's out there? Yes. And vice versa. But we chose each other. Yeah. Um, and we made a commitment through the thick and thin to love that choice. Yeah. And so that's what I would say. Choose your love, love your choice. So good. Beautiful. <laughs> Guys, that was so good. We could keep going for hours. I'm like, I'm okay, so happy. How can it be? so much goodness. 
I, how can we be at the end of the podcast already? That was that seems so fast. It, it flew, huh? Yes. It was so fun. Thank you so much. Yeah. We knew you guys were gonna be good, but that was like freaking good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing and for sharing your story and your wisdom and your beautiful words. Just well, we're so we humble. You could have asked anybody, honestly, to be, um, you know, on this podcast at this time. So For the real. fact that you thought of us, um, you know, I was just very grateful and humble by that. Yeah, it was really fun. So thank funny you. Funny story when you guys first. Funny story when you guys first reached out. <laughs> yeah. Jay thought that he was sending a message to me, and he's oh, like, yeah. he's like, I'm trying to live a quiet, humble life. Uh, <laughs> I said, bro, they're they're in that message. <laughs> it was like an insider because an insider he always joke. says that to me when I tag him like on my Instagram and stuff. He's like, I'm trying to live a quiet, humble I, life. No, I said, I'm trying to live a quiet and peaceable life. And quite, quiet, quiet, peaceful and life. life. I'm like, they're gonna read that and they're gonna be like, what the heck? <laughs> It could have been worse. Yeah, you could have been like, never mind, God, never mind, which would have been fine, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much. You guys are the best. Um, We're going to stop recording. Okay. (laughs) Aren't they amazing? Those are really good. They're so good. After that, after we recorded, we were like, oh my gosh, that was incredible. Yeah. Like, we were moved. So we hope you were moved, too. Um, again, big thanks to Josefina and Jay for sharing all of that with us. And now we're going to break down some of the work kits that you can try out with your partner. So you ready, babe? Let's work, work it. Work, 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 Work it. Work it number one. Which of you is the runaway and which is the fixer? So this was something that we talked about at the beginning of the episode when Josefina said she's kind of the runaway in the relationship and Jay is more the fixer. And I tend to be more the runaway. Or no, I'm the fixer. Mm-hmm. Strons is more the runaway. So kind of in therapy, I talk about this kind of the therapy words are there's a withdrawer and a pursuer in most relationships. Um, so I would pursue most of the time. I really want to figure out that conflict. Same with Jay and Strons will often withdraw during conflict and need a break. Um, and that's all normal. That's all fine. Sometimes it switches and like, it's just part of relationships. But what I thought they did a really nice job of talking about is can you agree to take a break when the withdrawer or the runaway needs that break to kind of process and breathe? And then can you make sure to come back together and actually follow through with that so that you get that resolve? Working number two, what assumptions do you make during conflict that you could check in with your partner about? So this is very important where uh, many times we will find ourselves um, either being hurt or offended. Sorry. Being hurt or offended by something that our partner did or said, which was 
unintentional on their part. And Josefina, I really loved what she said when she said that we should over-communicate to cancel out those lies or, in other words, those assumptions that we uh, make about our partners and about if they hurt us intentionally or did they do something to to offend us intentionally. And once we have those conversations, we're able to clearly understand that it was all unintentional and you guys could get on the same page. Work at number three is lean into the tension. And I loved how Jay said that and he talked about how leaning into that tension can actually be an invitation to freedom, which I think is a really beautiful way to look at it. And he also talked about how uncomfortable moments, the most uncomfortable moments can actually lead to the most growth, which I've found to be true both in my own relationship with Strons and with any relationship and with all my couples that I work with in therapy, like the most uncomfortable moments where you're in like physical pain from the emotion and emotional pain and like all kinds of distress is where you're going to get really beautiful growth moments together. Um, so learning to remind yourself when you're feeling like sick to your stomach or chest pain and like super anxious and overwhelmed, um, remind yourself I'm leaning into the, I'm leaning into the tension. We are going to grow from here and reminding your partner, even in the moment, like this is hard, but we're growing. This is important. This is good. I think is just such a beautiful way to look at it. And working number four bonus bonus. Yes. Have fun, fun sex. sex. <laughs> Pretty self-explanatory. Yeah, we loved that. Just a good reminder to both of you trying to get pregnant, if you're dealing with infertility, or just in general, finding time to really just have fun together sexually. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as we did. And we are going to wrap up by reading one of your reviews. We're so grateful for each and every review. It means so much to us and each and every friend you tell about the podcast. Um, We are in the process of making some make marriage work merch goodies, stuff like that. And we're going to read a review each episode. Um, And then if it's your review, you can email us at makemarriageworkpodcast at gmail.com and we will send you some goodies for leaving us a review. So our first review is from who, Strunz? It is from Sab Karaf. And they said, this podcast is real, loving, and helpful. It gives actionable advice for any couple that is attainable and realistic. I love hearing from different couples and getting different perspectives on relationships and what works versus what doesn't for people. The bonus work gets at the end are great. My fiance and I have actually done them together and it was wonderful to communicate like that. Thank you, Mallory and Strons. Very nice. So nice. Thank you very much. We're so pumped you're doing the work it's with your fiance. That's like exactly what we hope is not only is it cool to hear from couples and hear what's working well for them, but that it will actually change and impact your relationship. So thank you for listening and doing the work it's and then leaving a review. It means so much. So email us at makemarriageworkpodcast at gmail and we'll send you some goodies when they're done. It'll be a few weeks out, but we're pumped about it. And yeah, we will see you next time. We have lots of new episodes lined up to record this month. So we'll have lots of new episodes coming. Cool. Bye. Bye.
you like this episode, we'd be super grateful if you would rate and review our podcast. And don't forget to tell your friends. It really does help other listeners find us. And make sure to find us on Instagram for more relationship tips at Make Marriage Work. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time.